Man, oh man, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. I got a really good one for you guys today. Stay locked in. Let's stay locked in throughout the throughout most of this episode for me. I greatly appreciate it. I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kid of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. I hope everybody out there is doing fine, well, healthy, wealthy, and so forth. We got a lot to get into today. As I already mentioned, I have a good one. I have a good one scheduled for you guys. You guys already know how we give it up on Saturday podcast, Saturday episodes. So, you know, I'm going to come through. I'm going to come through. But first and foremost, before I even get into what we're going to get in today, <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, rapper, iconic rapper, like, you know, legendary rapper, D, uh, DMX. <laughs> Um, you guys may have already known about the news, the big news, the breaking news, but a uh, legendary rapper, iconic rapper, DMX passed away at the age of 50. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, just wanted to give my condolences and, you know, prayers to the family and friends, and any other parties that may be involved and, uh, rest in peace to DMX. Um, <clears throat> uh, Big time, big time, big time recording artist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, big time legendary recording artist. And his run, I, I don't want to get into it, but his run in the in the late nineties, going into the early two thousands, terrific, awesome. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So. We got NBA talk. I'm gonna get some NBA talk in. Uh, I saw a, I saw another. I don't I don't understand it. I saw another ESPN NBA list, and I think the I think you guys know the list that I'm that I'm referencing and that I'm talking about. But I saw another list, and in ESPN, whoever whoever comes up with these lists, and whoever whoever like ranks. Uh, we we gotta get this thing together. We got we gotta get this we gotta get this puppy together. We gotta get this bad boy together. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Um, but NFL draft stuff later. I'm gonna bring on I'm gonna bring on a guest. We're gonna talk some NFL draft stuff later on in the episode. But it's NBA at least for the first half. And let's let's just start with Kevin Durant. Let's start with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Finally came back after missing 23 games. 23 games. The net the Brooklyn Nets record in that span, they went 19 and 4. Um, a big part of that, big reason to that, James Harden. <laughs> uh just about a couple just about a few weeks ago, James Harden. Um, he looked he looked to be like the MVP front runner, especially with LeBron James getting hurt and, you know, and Joel and B suffering his injury. It seemed like, you know, James Harden, this was James. It seemed like James Harden was the front runner for MVP um, and so forth. So finally, Kevin Durant comes back. That's the big story. Kevin Durant finally comes back. And in him coming back, and I know, and I know he's probably glad to come back too. I mean, you, you think about the Michael Rappaport stuff and the uh, messages and all that good stuff. Ugh, I'm glad that Kevin Durant is back, and we're talking about his basketball skills instead of him and his DMs with Michael Rappaport or whoever. 
I'm glad we're talking about his actual basketball skills and what he can do in the basketball court because it's absolutely phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And once again, he showed how great he was. Kevin Durant went out there in his, uh, I would say, I'm not going to say debut, um, but since coming back from the injury, from the hamstring injury, versus he came back versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans have been struggling big time, majorly. But Kevin Durant did not struggle whatsoever. He played a total of, oh, I think, 16 minutes. He went five for five from the field with 17 points. <clears throat> and Durant, and, and it's not just the numbers and so forth, but if you actually looked at the game, Durant, he, I, I don't, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say he was like totally back. Like, I don't think he was totally 100%, but I do think uh, it was first, it was a good sign to see him back because I, and, and I'm going to get into re- into the reasons why I think it's a good sign if you're a Nets fan or if you think the Nets are going to win the title, I think it's a good sign that he's back. But even with me watching him and obvious, and this, this is just a, a true testament to how great Kevin Durant is because I don't even think he was a hundred. I don't even think he was a hundred percent. I don't even think Kevin. I don't even think Kevin Durant was a hundred percent. And he went out there in fifteen minutes, didn't start, and he scored seventeen points on five shots. Think about that: seventeen points on five shots. So miraculously, this is what I talk about with Kevin Durant and him just gelling right in. Granted, there was no James Harden, um, and it, and it's so funny with this Brooklyn Nets team. It seems like every time they get a star back, another star gets hurt or something happens, and so they can just never get on one accord. Hopefully, um, hope hope just hopefully before the playoffs start, that we can all we can we everybody can see all three stars on the floor at the same time. But as I stated. He scored 17 points on five shots. Think about that. 17 points on five shots. <laughs> and and I, I keep telling people, uh, people think uh, Durant needs the ball. No. If you watch the games, Durant is not a ball-dominant player. He's just not. With, with, with the, and, the, and the funny thing with Durant is, with a a guy like Durant, with his scoring ability, with with the skills that he possesses offensively, and just and just to think that he's not a guy that needs the ball, he's not ball dominant. It's incredible, and he's his efficiency. It, obviously, I mean, he, he was flawless, literally, on his night uh, on the return of his night. The night of his the night of his the night of his return, he was flawless. Five for five. <laughs> 17 points on five shots. And this is why I say Durant fits in seamlessly. He fits like a sock. Any any type of basketball, any type of offensive system, any any I don't care what system you're running. I mean, most of the NBA teams today, they they play similar. Just about every team plays similar. Uh, every team plays. High, you know that you, every every offensive team in NBA today, all thirty. If you watch the games, 
they they utilize a lot of pick and roll, um, a lot of pick and roll actions, pop out for threes, spread in the floor. Every t- it's a it's a copycat league. Every team plays very similarly. Every team plays very similarly. Lot like I said, a lot of pick and roll usage, pick and pops, um, you know. It, <laughs> Spread the floor. Every team plays just about the same. So you can literally dump Durant anywhere, and he would flourish because he doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need the ball. He's not ball dominant. That's why I worked out in that's why I worked out in Golden State so well. That's why I think it's gonna work out really well in Brooklyn. I mean, if you look at their record, they're pretty they're fine. Um now I know some may question. Well, Durant missed 23 games, and the Brooklyn Nets went 19-4. and And I know some people might question, well, there were stretches, there were times in Golden State and stretches where Durant would miss time, and Golden State would look fine. True and true. Both of those things are true. Both of those things are true. Kevin Durant may not be impactful or may not have the same type of impact that uh that LeBron James or a Chris Paul may not have, right? He may not he may not be that impactful at all. And all the and for the last couple of years, especially the last two teams, these two teams that he's been on, the numbers and the record would show that he's not as valuable as LeBron or Chris Paul or so or, or of sort, right? But then I often ask people, or people, if people wanted me to talk about this, because people keep, you know, wanting me to, you know, want me to talk about this. Who is the most important net? Who is the most important star on the nets? And yes, Durant, like I said, Durant, he may, he may not be as valuable as LeBron, but the ultimate goal for the Nets is to win a championship. And if the Nets don't have Kevin Durant, they're not going to achieve their ultimate goal, which is win a championship. So that answers a lot of you guys' question as far as, because several people, I mean, a, a bunch of you guys have hit me up about who is the most important Brooklyn Net. That answers the question. Without no KD, there's no championship. I mean, Harden and Kyrie with the roster that they have, yeah, it, it's very potent, but they don't have that it. Um, and I and I and as much as I rave about James Harden, as much as I rave about James Harden, and and when I say it, I don't mean like it factor, but I'm talking about. These guys, James Harden, great number one option in the regular season. But James Harden, the postseason, it's a different story. He crumbles under pressure. Sometimes he can be physically fatigued. Sometimes I think it's mentally fatigued. I think he's mentally fatigued. And then at some time, and then sometimes you guys know about what I think about James Harden's game. His game is relied on the whistle a lot. His game is very reliant on the whistle. Referees blowing the whistle, and in the postseason, referees swallow their whistle, and referees don't call the ticky tack fouls that 
James Harden will usually get on a nightly basis in the regular season. So that's what usually, those three things, that's what usually leads to the demise of James Harden in the postseason and his performance. Then with Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving's clutch. He's clutch. That he is. Kyrie is very clutch. That he is. And he's and he's capable of shining in big moments and taking big shots and not scared whatsoever at all. Right? But I kind of seen Kyrie as the number one option. I seen I seen how that works. I seen how that look. It's called Boston. And and granted, not everything, not all the turmoil in Boston was his fault. Not every not all of it. But the Celtics without him made the conference finals multiple times. The Celtics with Kyrie got bounced in the second round. So so and we and, 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 and like I said, we all know how that story ended in Boston, right? So it's not to say that Kyrie Irving isn't a great player. It's not to say that James Harden isn't a great player. Phenomenal. James Harden, well, I've been I've been on here countless occasions. I said James Harden's probably the most potent offensive player, the most dangerous offensive player that we have in, the, in, in today's game. Kyrie Irving, he's a big-time shot maker. But I've seen these two guys be heavily reliant on in big spots as the guy on their team, and they have failed. Sorry, they have. And not and, and once again, I know Durant, I can't I can't make the argument that Durant is more valuable than LeBron or Chris Paul or Steph. I can't. But what I can tell you is this the Nets don't win championships without Durant. They don't. They're not gonna win the t- if they don't have the if they don't have a healthy Kevin Durant, they won't win the title this year. They won't. As potent, as explosive as James Harden and Kyrie look as a tandem with the roster that they have right here, they don't win the championship without no Durant. Simple as that. So that answers a lot of you guys' question about hey, what about Durant? Durant, no, Durant is the guy. I think Durant is the guy. Um, now <clears throat> he 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 has a he he has a, a bunch of help. He has a lot. He has a great supporting cast, a great supporting cast. But it goes back. But people often they kind of they kind of put themselves in a hole sometimes because when people say, "Oh, Durant went to Golden State and he needed Golden State and he needed to go to the Warriors." Well, yeah, he did. He chose Golden State, and he went to Golden State, and he he, he did need Golden State. But people don't ever don't people don't for just they just forget the other side of the spectrum, because I can make the argument: the Warriors needed KD as much as KD needed them, because after the 2016 Finals, people were realizing, people were thinking, okay, well. The Warriors' first title, uh, a lot of injuries. LeBron didn't have Kyrie or Kevin Love. Okay, the following year, 2016, LeBron, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, they overcome a 3-1 deficit and they beat the Warriors. So people are now like, mm, 
how legitimate is that first ring for the Warriors? Huh? Yeah. And then, you know, the Warriors thought of, we need to add Kevin Durant. Then the rest is history. And I think with Brooklyn, Durant, they need Durant. And I, and, and, and I say it more so because Durant in the resume, two championships, two finals MVPs. He's hit big shots in the finals. His two most iconic shots are in the finals in big moments. Kevin Durant's the most important Brooklyn Net. Simple as that. Simple as that. He's the most important Brooklyn Net. Like I said, nothing against Harden and Kyrie. Great players. But I've seen Harden crumble. Um, I think it was against San Antonio. I think Harden had more turnovers than made field goals. I, I, I just have seen, especially James Harden, I've seen him crumble a lot in big time playoff performances. Um, I see him. I, I saw. I don't whether it's physically or mentally. I've seen him break down. I've seen him break down physically in the in the postseason. Uh, and Kyrie, great shot maker, and he's very clutch. But that's you know, he's not the guy. He's not going to be your one. But I also so. I want to go to this, the NBA, some ESPN NBA writers, and for the sake of me, ESPN, okay, so they made, I I guess, a a group of insiders at ESPN that covers the NBA, they made a top 10 NBA best players that's 20, that's Best NBA players, 25 under 25, right? So the top, the top 25 players, that's under the age of 25, basically, right? And I have the top 10 right here. And at one, it's Luka, obviously. At two, Zion. At three, LaMelo Ball. At four, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. At five, De'Aaron Fox at six, Ben Simmons at seven, Devin Booker at eight, Bam Adebayo at nine, and Shea Gilgis Alexander at ten. Okay, so, (laughs) all right. First of all, whoever, 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 ESPN need to seriously sit down and, and and look at themselves in the mirror. Or who like the group of insiders that come up with some of these lists, it just behooves me. It really does. It behooves me. And sometimes I wonder, do you guys watch the games? And for ESPN to be the quote unquote worldwide leader in sports, these lists are horrible. Um, Bleach Report lists are horrible too. I can't really tell. I can't decipher which is worse or who does a, 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 a who does a poor job at the list, but both create some horrible list at times. So at, at number one, I have no problems with Luca, obviously. You guys know how I feel about Luca the Don, obviously. And by the way, the Dallas Mavericks, they are picking up their play. <laughs> Not surprising. But you guys know how I feel about Luka. Zion, 
at two, I'm not mad at it. I I would pro I would contend. Some I wouldn't be mad if somebody tried to contend Jason Tatum. You guys know also know how I feel about Jason Tatum. I think he's I think he's the prototypical wing player that you want in today's offensive game. But I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Tatum at two or Zion. Zion being at two, I have no problem with. Uh, cause he he's a he, it, since his since the All Star break, Zion has been just unbelievable his numbers have been unreal now they haven't they haven't led to a lot of winning and right now the pelicans are currently 11th but the dude is averaging 26 and and 7 and since the all-star break he has been phenomenal but 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 lamello ball at three and I like LaMelo Ball. This is coming from a, L- a LaMelo Ball fan. This is coming from a person that um that uh I I I I had high hopes for, Mel- for LaMelo. I told you guys out of any player in this draft class, I thought he had the highest ceiling. And it's kind of proven itself a little bit. It's kind of it's kind of proven himself so far so far even though he had the injury. But he should not be at 3. LaMelo Ball should not be at three. He shouldn't. He should not be at three. I I vehemently disagree. Now, I'm not going to go I'm not going to go rearrange this whole list because I do want to get to the draft and so forth, um the NFL draft, but I do I I just had to bring this up. LaMelo Ball should not be at three. I think Devin Booker is too low. At eight as as much as I like Chris Paul and I've told you guys how much I feel like Chris Paul has brought to that Phoenix Suns team. I think it also must be said that with Devin Booker and his capabilities offensively, his skill set offensively, it, it it's it's really impressive for a 24-year-old. And I'm just glad that more people are going to be able to see Devin Booker in the playoffs. Because, oh my goodness, he needs to be seen. And Phoenix, Phoenix has been on national. They've been Phoenix has had a quite a few national televised games. But I know more and more people are going to watch in the playoffs, and I think that's where Devin Booker is going to make his name be known. Um, but him being at eight, like I like De'Aaron Fox. I like. By the way, I like all of these guys. I like all of these guys on this list. But De'Aaron Fox over Devin Booker, I just I, – I can't go. I, I'm sorry. I can't go. I like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's explo- – I mean, highly explosive. But, no. He – he no. He can't be at three. I mean, at six. Excuse me. He can't be ahead of Devin Booker. So, I would move Devin Booker up. I would obviously slide down LaMelo Ball. Devin Booker – Devin Booker's probably like in the top five. I would I would replace Lamelo and put Lamelo in the bottom half of the top ten or whatever or whatever, and I would place Devin Booker within the top five. I would place with Devin. I would I would place Devin Booker in the top five. That's absolutely disgusting. That <laughs> that the that NBA reporters and NBA quote unquote insiders 
came out with this list. This is embarrassing. And whoever those group of insiders are, yeah, they need to be reevaluated as far as their job status. Sorry, hate to come for people, but this list is not good at all. Sorry. So let's move on to NFL draft. Uh, let's get it. Hey, y'all. What do, I mean, okay, you want some new sportswear? You want some new sports apparel? You want to rep your favorite team? What are you waiting for? Go over to the 47 brand. They have up to a 30% sale right now. Up to a 30% sale right now at the 47 brand. They have your favorite teams. It don't matter what sport, what league. It can be college football. It can be NBA, NFL, MLB, um, NHL. It does not matter. The 47 brand has it. Go over there. Rep your favorite team. Don't miss out on that sale. The 47 brand. All right, so as I said, as I mentioned, I was going to bring a guest on to talk about the draft. Uh, I, I've been, t- you guys know, I've been touching on the draft, and we're getting closer and closer to it. And you guys know how I feel about most of these quarterbacks that's coming into the draft. And I figured I bring on uh, a, a, you know, you guys are familiar with Coach Lee. Uh, I bring him on throughout the NFL season to talk some NFL, some football. So I thought I'd bring him on for the draft. And how you doing, Coach Lee? What's up? Good, 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 Lee. Good. How about yourself? That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, man. You know, finally, uh, can do some football stuff. So I'm, 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 I'm enjoying myself, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not as, dep- as, as uh, depressed as I, I was uh, when football season ended, but I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah. So I, so. I, I I talked about Mac Jones and let me give you my let me just give you my thought process on this because we're gonna we're gonna talk about the quarterbacks first. Um obviously I like Trevor, I like Justin Fields. Um Zach Wilson is an interesting prospect as well, and along with Trey Lance. But the Mac Jones, like the Mac Jones hype, I truly don't get. Um Especially if I'm the 49ers, because the 49ers, they moved up all of these spots. They gave up a boatload of picks, and they're basically mortgaging the future on whoever they draft at number three. And it seems like all signs are pointing to that towards that they're going to draft Mac Jones at three. I think he has a I think he has a low ceiling. Uh, compared to the other top four quarterbacks, he has he he he's the least physically gifted. Um, and compare like I said, compared to those other four quarterbacks, he has the lowest ceiling. Um. Okay. Uh. How do you feel about him? How do you feel about him? doesn't have any flash. He's not as sexy as the other guys. Um, but Mac Jones is the most uh, pro-ready quarterback in coming out of this draft. There's no one more pro-ready than Mac uh, Jones. All right. Uh, the offensive system that they ran that that they ran at Alabama is a pro system. All right. So he's pro-ready. And the offensive coordinator, uh, Star, uh, Starkeezy, 
said that he, this is the most install that he's ever had with a college quarterback. So he's proven that he that he is ready as a pro. All right, he practices against pros every day. He had pro receivers. His top receivers are going in the first round, just like Joe Barrow. So when you talk about Mac Jones, no. right? No, it's I, the same comparison as Joe Burrow. No. Just that Joe Burrow is just a little more sexier than Mac Jones. No. Let me let me let me let me tell you the difference with Mac Jones and Joe Burrow. Because I knew because and I knew you was gonna bring this up. First of all, let me let me attack let me attack this. Because I can I I, I actually I'm I'm very surprised that you are just so um let's just say hi um particularly on Mac Jones. First, you say he's I'm the most not high. I'm not high on Mac Jones. Understand, you, I am not high on Mac Jones. Okay. Then what are you? I'm not high on Mac Jones. Okay, okay. No, I I'm just saying I understand the I understand the hype. I understand why San Francisco could pick Mac Jones at number three. I don't at all. And and, 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 and I mean let me say this. I know Mac Jones played terrific at Alabama. And <laughs> that clean he had a lot of clean pockets. You can go back and look at the numbers. He had a lot of clean when he dropped back a lot of the times. He had a lot of clean pockets. I think to be exact, he had 347 clean pockets every time he dropped back. Um so and he obviously we know about the first round wide receiver talent that he had at his disposal. But first you say he's the most pro ready. Oh, oh okay. I, I guess you can say that. Um, I think just because you're the most pro ready, I don't think that means you are the best uh prospect at the quarterback position. I don't think that makes you necessarily uh, a, a guy that has the highest ceiling because yes. He's he's probably the most pro ready, but also I think he has the lowest ceiling, and I don't even think it's close. When I see Mac Jones, I see Kirk Cousins, and I'm just trying to I'm just I'm literally trying to wrap my head around this. This reminds me so much a little bit to the to the Mitchell Trubisky hype, um, because Chicago moved up. In the draft, they moved up in the draft. They gave up a boatload to move up to get Trubisky. They already had a good pick, and they moved up to number two to get Trubisky. They didn't have to go to number two, and I'm and, and I'm getting the same thing here with the 49ers. If they wanted Mac Jones so bad, they didn't have to move all the way up to three. They could have stayed at twelve. And I I don't know. I don't. I don't. What? I don't think. I don't think they could have got Mac Jones at twelve. Uh, okay. Oh. Literally. Well, well, well. Now, now I don't like now. Yes. Uh, being as though that Carolina has made the move that they've made. Uh, yes. But Carolina they never stayed at twelve. <laughs> they could have stayed at twelve, being as though. Because I, I think Carolina would have took Mike Jones. 
I don't think so. I think they would have took. I think they would have take uh taken uh Lance or Fields, whoever was there. Who, which which one of those two guys would they're left? I think they would have took Lance or Fields. My point is with Mac, and then you mentioned the Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow comparison, right? And yes, similar, kind of a similar story where. They were one-year starters, and, you know, they went to big-time programs. They played with great talent everywhere. The thing with Joe Burrow is, first, he has a he has a type of swagger to his game that I don't see with, 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 with my man Mac Jones. I don't see it. I just don't see that same type of command of the team, command of the troops. I don't see that from Mac Jones. I just don't. So when you try to make the Joe Burrow comparison, yeah, I get it, but uh, I mean, I just don't see the same command in the same, um, just the same measurables as I would see, or, or, like that that other stuff. He don't have that other stuff that Joe Burrow had. He just didn't. But all of that, all of that is flash. All of that is flash. He, but what he does have is the respect <laughs> and the, the tangibles that a quarterback needs to have for his team. Them receivers, that, that whole team, they love them. Look, he no. had a second pro day just so San Francisco could come look at him throw the ball a little bit, look at him run around, look at his uh, no. uh, uh, athleticism. And guess what? None of those guys – had to come out and run no routes. None of them. They all came out for their man because they wanted to, to 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 be there and show them that hey, we love this guy. This guy is great and he's a great leader. When the receivers said they rather get, they rather Mac Jones throw them the football than 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 Tua. They like them better than Tua. Okay, let me let me so, say this. Let me. So, so, Maybe you didn't see the flash, but he has the intangibles to be a good quarterback. And and Tom Brady didn't have no flash. Are you kidding me? And he's the GOAT. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that, Lee. You're not going to do that. First of all, you know, going into an NFL locker room with, with, with dudes, you got to be able to command the locker room. And, and, and with those – okay, you make a good point with those Alabama receivers. They came out, they you know, they played, cat fetch with them and so forth. Okay. But when these guys are talking about Mac Jones, they don't defer to Mac Jones. They don't bring – they don't bring him up. I could have sworn the LSU receivers, anytime they were asked a question, they brought Joe Burrow up. They were they, – they went they – they referenced – Right back to Joe Burrow. So I get it what you're saying, but he just I don't think he's I don't I don't see the same intangibles and the same type of stuff that Joe Burrow had. I don't see it in Mac Jones. And you're mentioning Tom Brady. You're mentioning Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time. You're saying, Well, look at Tom Brady. He doesn't he's not flashy and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the greatest no, no. Tom Brady is that he's an outlier. That's what I consider him. He's an outlier. And I'm not, I'm, 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 and I'm not, like I told you, I'm not saying Mac Jones isn't going to be a, it, it, like if, if San Francisco drafts him, 
he'd be a he'd be a, he'd be a solid starting quarterback. He'd be Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk. He's literally Kirk Cousins, just big, just a bigger frame. But he's Kirk Cousins, and I thought I'm in the mindset of if I'm San Francisco, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I'm John Lynch, I didn't move up. I didn't move mountains to go all the way to number three and draft Kirk Cousins. I just didn't. I, I wanted. I no. Why not? We, we, Are you we kidding me? Conversation earlier. We had a conversation earlier today about quarterback and this system. All right, now let's look at Kyle Shanahan. Let's look at the Shanahan spirit because that's who's running the San Francisco organization. Well, Kyle Shanahan and his father, they're running San Francisco. Now, now, uh, John Lynch could say, hey, I made this deal for us to go to three so we can get Justin Fields. A dynamic John quarterback. John Lynch might have said that. Right? But Papa Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, and Carol Shanahan said, well, you got number three, um, but I really don't like Justin Fields. I like Why? Mac Jones. <laughs> and now you're like, you're like, why are you saying that you like McDonald's? Well, look at this. The Washington, at the time, the Washington Redskins moved up to number two so they could get Robert Griffin III. Yep. Which is, which flashed with the second best quarterback in the draft. No doubt. Right? Yep. But guess what Shannon said? Shannon has said, well, he's not going to be ready. To be a great, a good court, he's gonna be okay, but he's not gonna be ready to be the quarterback that we need, right? Yep. So he was upset that that the front office of the Washington Redskins went to two to pick RG three. Okay. Well, to 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 suffice to 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 to, 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 to uh, pacify him, they got Kirk Cousins. Yep. That was. Shanahan's pick. I knew right? I knew he was going that route. Now this is this is the same draft. All right. This is the same draft. Justin Fields is RG3. He's oh, better wow. than RG3. He's better than RG3 as a quarterback, but athletically, he's RG3. He's a bigger and, guy, too. And and Offensively, the uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes run a similar system that RG three ran in college. They run the same. They run the, pretty much the same thing. So now it's all about well, we we've been here before. We know what this looks like. So what do you think Shanahan is saying? He wants Mac, want Jones. Mac Jones. He wants okay, but he wants Mac Jones. You, you're in the business of wanting Mac Jones, and I get it. The RG3 experiment, it it, it went away. It, it started off really good. RG3 won Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, but then he had the injuries. Well, okay, some of that was the reckless play of RG Robert Griffin III. It was a combination of multiple things. 
But with Justin Fields first, like you said, Justin Fields is a better quote unquote quarterback than RG3 was at this point. He just was. And looking and, and now you mentioned RG3. Fields is a bigger he's a he's a bigger athlete than RG3. Like he's a bigger, he's a bigger guy. And he can withstand some of the hits, some of these hits. But you talk about Kyle Shanahan in this system. And I like Kyle, and I like Kyle Shanahan to death. I think he's doing a tremendous, I think he's doing a great job with the 49ers. And I have taken a liking into Shanahan and John Lynch and the job that they have done. But if, if they draft Mac Jones, if they draft Mac Jones, I I I, I gotta start reevaluating what 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 this Shanahan thing is gonna look like. Because but you have to look at no, no you have to look at the guy that he's had success with. No, okay. Guy, and, okay. Everyone thinks everyone thinks that Shanahan needs a mobile guy. He needs one of those. He, he don't really Lee, 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 Lee. That. Okay, okay, I give you that. He doesn't. Look at this look at the success that Kyle Shanahan look at the guys that Kyle this look at the guys that Kyle Shanahan has had success with. Okay. Matt Ryan, uh Matt Schaub, yep. Kirk Cousins, yep. uh, uh Jimmy Garoppolo, and so forth. Yep. He's 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 they're one all Mac Jones. They're all Mac Jones. They're all Mac Jones. No, but hold up, hold up though. They're all Mac Jones. Hold up though. That's 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 one part. Here's the kickback. Look at the two quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls in the quote-unquote Shanahan system. John Elway and Steve Young. You know what they have in common with those other guys that I just named that don't – you know what they can't do? They can move the pocket. They, they're mobile. So, yes, Kyle Shanahan, had, he's had tremendous success with the Matt Ryans, the Matt Schaubs, the Kirk Cousins, and, and et cetera. But he hasn't won Super Bowls with those guys. And I know he was he was close. He got to a Super Bowl, Matt Ryan, and so forth, and they should have won that game, but he didn't win. He didn't win it at all. And you look at the two quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls in the Shanahan, quote-unquote, Shanahan system, it's Steve Young and John Elway. And I know, though, and I'm not saying Justin Fields is John Elway or Steve Young, but you look at the skill set that have won championships. That's the skill set that you want. And also, look around. Look around the NFL. Who made it to the AFC? Who, who, who are the two quarterbacks that made it to the AFC championship game last year? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Hmm, interesting. Lamar Jackson, you know, having tremendous success in the NFL. Interesting. Deshaun Watson, great, had a, had an MVP caliber season. Interesting. I think I see the trend here. Kyla Mary, there's a trend here. Justin Herbert, there's a trend here. You got to be able to move the, the pocket. Wanted, the guy that wanted is a statue. The guy that wanted is a statue. What are you saying? No, no. That's the, that's the and, and, once again, and, Brady's an outlier. And Mac Jones is not a statue. Mac Jones still. Is mobile. He's not very mobile, but he's mobile. Okay, out of all of the out of out of the top five quarterbacks that that get the most talked about, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, 
Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. Tell me who has the highest ceiling and who has the lowest ceiling. Because in my opinion, I think Trevor Lawrence, obviously, has the highest ceiling. He's a generational-type talent. But then I even look at the other guys, like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. They have higher ceilings than Mac Jones. I, I just... That's because you haven't... I mean... I, to me, to me, to me, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has the highest ceiling. I don't. I don't. I think. Excuse me? I think Trevor Lawrence, his best year was his freshman year, and he dwindled since. No. He no. just, he was just in the ACC, and. No. And the ACC is garbage. No. Like, it's garbage. What, what happened so was. I don't think he has the highest ceiling. No, what but happened? I think I think I think he's I think he's I I, I think he's going to be okay. I don't I don't think he has out of this. Silly. He, he he proved to be as a, as a freshman a great quarterback, and then he just he was so he blew people away so much that he he was so high. Everybody <laughs> was so high on him that there's no way for him to come down. That's that's how I feel about Trevor Long. And that's what I'm saying. And, we, he's been in the and, and we're going to see we're going to see how he handles loss because J- Jacksonville is not going to be a winner out the gate. I mean, it's not going to happen. I don't care how good uh, Irvin Meyer is. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so we'll see how both of them handle loss. Okay, we'll see how they handle because they both been winners for the last years. So we'll see. Uh, 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 they've been winners all their life, so we'll see how they handle it. Um, Mac Jones, I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback coming out of this draft. I think he'll be able to uh, adapt faster than most than than any other than any of the other quarterback. So, if we talk about potential and, and, and ceiling, I think he has the best. Uh, potential to be to to to, to go in and, and and if he's going to San Francisco, he has the best opportunity to be a really good quarterback because he's going to be put with a great team. Um, he's going to be like uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. And, and so Zach Zach Wilson, oh, he's going to the Jets. He's not going to be good. I mean, <laughs> he's going to be with the Jets. And so, um. I just don't think I don't think that that he has a, a great ceiling. Um, uh, Justin, uh, uh, Justin Fields and, and Trey Lance. If I was them, I would thank the stars uh, for me to get pushed into the teams. Um, because if I get pushed into the teams, I'm going to be with a good team. Just pray that the Bears don't trade up to get me because if you go to the well, uh, the the Bears have a great defense, but offensively the Bears are terrible. And Nagy is not a good offensive coach. He he, he just not he, he doesn't have it. He think he does, but he doesn't have it. Oh wow! Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and so and so, uh, I, I will hope that neither one of them get traded to the Bears. Um. But Justin Fields, uh, if he goes to Denver, if Denver picks Justin Fields, 
he's going to be surrounded by talent. Yep. Um, and, and, and I think that'll be a good uh, a good moment for him. Um, I think he'll uh, 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 thrive in, in Denver with at Denver with all that talent. Yep. Um, and if Trey Lance continues to fall, um, he will be a great addition to the Washington football team. Okay. Um, okay. So you 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 made that remark, and I I saw that coming. I saw if he continues to if he continues to fall, I saw that remark coming. Okay. Oh, I, I, it seems like you're you're hell bent on Mac Jones. People know, audi- the audience no, know. No, I'm not hell bent on Mac Jones. I don't. You just said I wouldn't draft Mac Jones. I wouldn't draft Mac Jones. Why? Why? Why wouldn't you draft Mac Jones? I wouldn't draft Mac Jones because he's he like you said, he doesn't have flash. He's a simple guy. Um he's Kirk Cousin. All right? <laughs> I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. I'm not I'm not a you know, I'm not a Shaw fan. I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. Um but if I'm San Francisco, I'm drafting Mac Jones. But okay, okay. This is my this is, and, and we're gonna wrap. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna wrap this. I'm gonna wrap this Mac Jones conversation up because you said everything I needed to hear. He's Kirk Cousins. You're right. That's what I've been saying over the last twenty minutes. He's Kirk Cousins. Now, of course he is. Okay, okay. And 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 my only and I'm not saying you can't draft Mac Jones. My only thing is San Francisco. They moved up in the draft, which gave me the thought process of, oh, wow, they're moving up in the draft because they really want either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. It did not dawn on me that they wanted Mac Jones. Now, who's your tell me who's your favorite, who's your favorite prospect in this draft? Favorite prospect in this guy is my man Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Lee. Now, so hey, Lee, and I, I knew you was gonna say that. Now, Lee, tell me this. I, I I like Kyle Pitts a lot. I think I think he's gonna. I think he's probably gonna redefine the position. Six six two forty vertical threat. Um, he don't do much blocking, but I mean, he's a he's a monster. Can you get? Is Why there? Should is Why there, should you block? Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I w- I don't care about that. I, I I don't care about him not blocking. He's that good. He's that great of a pass catcher, and I just I love his game. Now, can you find like I've been thinking of of co- comparisons. I don't really. I, I'm guessing Kellen Winslow. I can't really think of a comparison for Kyle Pitts. No, he's not Kellen Winslow. He's nowhere near. Like Kellen Winslow is nowhere near this kid. Oh, this, this this kid, this kid, wow, this kid is, this kid has Randy Moss's uh uh ability oh. with 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 Antonio Gates' body. Oh God! Like he's he like he's a freak. Kyle Pitts, is, and and, I, and, and, and he he catches the ball with his hand like 
It's no body catches. It's not. Now he catches that thing with his hands. Like he's he's as big as Grunk, but as fast as Randy Moss. It's ridiculous. Like he. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think. I yeah. Like I, I I think he's he is the and I said this to you before he is the chase of 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 this draft absolutely he is the chase young of this draft absolutely and the the Atlanta Falcons would be like stupefied. <laughs> if they didn't draft this kid at four, <laughs> like with 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 a with a a a an older Julio Jones and 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 Calvin Ridley, the, what's the other the guy on the other side? Calvin Ridley, right, right with Calvin Ridley with a pitch in the middle. Jesus. He would save Julio. He would add two more years to Julio's career in Atlanta. Lee, I said, I said right it. now, right now. Go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go no. Finish with no. Go ahead. Finish. Like, cause, cause right now, Julio Jones is what Andre Johnson was in Houston right now. A, a great player. With nothing to show up. Matty Ice is not done. I don't think so either. Matty Ice is not done. He had a great season. I think I think with 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 the with the offensive mind that they just brought in there as as the head coach, I think I think that team could really be good if they add pitch. Yo. Kyle Pitts, I, I said it on here already. He is my favorite prospect. He is the one pros. If I had, if you had, if you told me to bet on one prospect that would not bust, and as much as I like Trevor Lawrence, as much as I like Peninsula, I'm betting on Kyle Pitts. He's an automatic 75 catch kind of guy. Automatic. Automatic. Rookie year. If he gets the opportunities, which he, sh- I mean, he, sh- he should, he's a 75-catch guy automatically. And I just don't – his game, I, I-, I think he's going to redefine – I really do think he's going to redefine the tight end position. And tight ends are starting to be used more. Uh, you see Kittle, you see Kelsey, you see Darren Waller from the Raiders. But – you mentioned Atlanta. Atlanta's talking about talk if trading down. And if they do that, I'm looking at Miami. I'm looking at Miami. I'm looking at possibly Cincinnati. And I'm like, hey, I know you need an offensive tackle, but you gotta, you gotta, you have a potential Hall of Fame tight end right here. Like, like, and, and you and you described it perfectly. He's the Chase Young in this draft. Chase Young. Chase Young is going to be, you know, unless there's any catastrophic injuries, Chase Young is going to be a future Hall of Famer, (laughs) okay? Like, he's going to have an all-pro type of career, and that is the same thing with Cal Pitts. Cal Pitts is going to be, he, he he has the potential to be a future Hall of Famer. 
he should be the highest player on your board. Absolutely. Like if if you're not a if you're not in the a quarterback, he should be the highest player on the board. Absolutely. And and, and 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 to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I I I'm not into I'm not into the the big hoopla about quarterback. I, I've never been a guy in the hoopla about the quarterback. You're a defensive guy though. I think they put too much too much too much emphasis on quarterback. And because this is like it could be a down year for quarterback, but if you're the best quarterback of class, um, you're automatically put in the first round. Yep. E. I. E. I. Mike Jones. You. Oh, I believe that once you set your board up, you should always go for the highest the highest guy on your board. Now, if you if you value quarterbacks over every other if you value positions over talent or the most talented player on the board, if, if that's how you set it up, then that's cool. But to me, I feel like you should set your board up to the most talented player in that draft. And I think Kyle Pitts is the most talented player in the draft. And if I'm Atlanta, if he's sitting there, it should be uh, – you should be running to the podium. If Kyle Pitts if, – if, if whoever passes on him, the next person should be running to the, to the podium. <laughs> Now, if now some people would say he's a tight end, tight ends aren't valued um, that high in the draft, or they shouldn't be. Well, to me, in this draft, tight ends should be valued like quarterbacks because there's not a lot of. There's only maybe four good tight ends in this, like tight ends that could possibly make a difference in this draft. Yep. And so because there is because there's not a lot of them, their value should be high. Um, but you know, some people are like, well, we can't pick him that high. He's a tight end. Well, he's the best receiver in this draft. He's the best. He's yes. The he's you had pause, you had pause, but I, I just want to make it clear. You said if Trevor Lawrence Zach Wilson and Justin Fields decided, hey, we ain't coming out. We stand, we're gonna stay in college for one more year. Go ahead and finish it. That that go ahead and finish that comment. If they said they was gonna stay another year, who would they put in the first round? I'm gonna tell you who they put in the first round. Who? They will put they will put they will put Trey Lance. Trey Lance will be there. Uh, Mac Jones will be there. Uh, 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 Trash will be there, and 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 Kalen Mott will probably be there uh-huh. for the first round because of the need of quarterback. Uh huh. Because of the need of quarterback, that's the same drive. It's the, the, the same thing happened 
when Ponder and those guys came out and they all became and they all were bust. All were bust, yes. They were all bust because the quarterback class was so bad that this league is so driven on quarterbacks that whoever good, like whoever they could sell, they sold. Mm. Okay. And so I would never draft the quarterback in the first round unless then he was Andrew Luck. Right? Yeah, you're right. And I would have to be, you know, and, and I would have to be, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not doing it. Like, if I get, if, if I'm picking in the, in, in 20s all my life because I was with, is, and I, and I, and I was able to get a quarterback, mm-hmm. like, Earn, he got Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Not because I really had rival quarterback, but because he was there and he probably was the best player on my board at the time. Yep. And that's what what the board tells me who to draft. The board told me, hey, Aaron Rodgers is the best best on this board right now. So what if we have Oh, we're going to pick Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, he might sit three years, but so what? <laughs> he was the best player in the draft at the time, and we picked him. Yep. That's how I feel about the draft. Cal Pitts is there. If you pass on Cal and he's the best player on your board, you're stupid. If you pass, if you're the, the Atlanta and you pass on Kyle Pitt because you believe you need a quarterback because you think Matty Ice is done, you're stupid. <laughs> and Jets, the Jets have just made the dumbest decision in the world by trading Sam Donald and not getting Kyle Pitts to help Sam Donald. Now, if everybody does stupid things, I think they may do. And Caroline ends up with Kyle Pitt, with Sam Donald. That would be insane. The Jets' full front office need to be fired. That Lee, 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 Lee. Okay, okay. <laughs> that I, That's a scenario that I haven't thought about. I don't see Kyle Pitts dropping that far. Come on, you telling me Atlanta? That's if a that's 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 and, and make sure and make sure you gotta say this too though. That's if Atlanta keeps the pick. So if Atlanta keeps the pick, yes, they should absolutely draft Kyle Pitts. But if they don't, that's gonna be a team that drafts a quarterback. That's gonna be four straight quarterbacks that's taken in the four in the first four picks. You think you telling me Kyle Pitts could fall to all the way to I think the Panthers are at eight. They're at eight. If Kyle Pitts fall to eight, furniture needs to be moving and somebody needs to be fired. If he drops all the way to eight to Carolina with Sam Donald, with with DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and Robbie Anderson. That that that's insane. 
and automatically Carolina, if if that was to happen, I don't see that happening at all, Lee. I don't. But since you brought up the scenario, which I have not thought about, if that was to happen, that's insane. That Miami, that Cincinnati, um, whatever teams or whatever other teams, because my mind is blanking on me, but whatever other teams are it's, in it's, front. It's, it's, it's after four, Cincinnati at five, Miami at Detroit at seven. They all need receivers. They better not pass on Kyle. At least, see, that's the thing. They're not going to all pass on Kyle Pitts. You telling me Cincinnati, Miami, and Detroit are all going to pass on Kyle Pitts? I mean, I've seen crazier things. I've seen crazy things happen, but this would be crazy. This is a this this this, this would be crazy if that was to happen. That I mean, I don't even want to think look, about that. You look. You looking at you're you're looking you're looking at uh, you're looking at Smith, Waddle, and Chase. No. You're looking at those guys, and you're looking at I don't, you're looking at the all pro, the best tackle, best tackle in college football, Benay Sua is not all. Yeah. Lee, Lee, that's not happening. I don't care. You mentioned, and I like Waddle. I like Devontae Smith, and Chase Jamar Chase is probably going to go within the top. Uh, he one of those teams going to draft Jamar Chase, and one of those teams going to draft Cal Pitts. You, Lee, I hear what you're talking about. I don't see that happening. Come on. You telling me Cincinnati, Miami, and Detroit is going to pass on Kyle Pitts? I think one of them take Kyle Pitts. I think one of them take Peninsula. And I think the other takes Jamar Chase. They all three better not pass. This is how I think this is how I see it going. I think if if you know if the first four picks are quarterbacks, I think. Peninsula goes to Cincinnati at five. I think Miami draft Cal Pitts, and I think Detroit drafts Jamar Chase. But I could be wrong. I've seen crazier things happen. And some, you know, some people might be like, is a tight end really worth that much? Yes, he is. I mean, I really ain't. I'm not giving no shots, nothing, man. I'm just saying, I'm just calling it how I how I see it, and um, and my little insight. You know, it, it might not be worth two cents, but you know, you allowing me to say it, so I'm going to say it. Okay, okay, and that's true. That's true. That's true. But that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's nonsense. Uh. <laughs> Do you have anything more to say, Coach Lee? No, I don't. And I, I, I had a blast uh, sitting here talking with you, man. I appreciate you uh, you calling me to get on. I know we always go, we always talk, uh, you know, a lot, a lot, but it, it, it's cool, man. I appreciate you giving an old man a chance. <sighs> yes, sir. Well, without further ado, I'm gonna let you go. Um, <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Uh, I think some of these, cr- I think some of these takes are crazy. Uh, you, 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 I, 
we agree on a lot of the draft stuff. Yep. Uh, always a pleasure to have Coach Leon. Greatly appreciated. Of uh, uh, greatly appreciate him coming on on the pod to talk about some NFL draft stuff. And I think he, Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, I'm still. Uh, I I don't think he. I think I, I I'm gonna continue to con- stay consistent with my point. I think he has a low ceiling. Um. Compared to the other quarterbacks, I think physically he's not where these other guys are. Um, is he probably the most pro ready? Okay, sure, but I think his ceiling is low. But without further ado, I bid you guys adieu. I'm gonna let you guys go. I hope you guys enjoyed this Saturday episode of the IKP, the Isaiah Kid Podcast. I greatly appreciate it for all you guys that's tapping in. And once again, rest in peace to DMX. Um, always remember two choices, one decision. And I am out. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.